I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, an advice podcast for people who kind of don't care if the advice is unqualified or whatever. I have uh, my friend Liz Crane on. Liz, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. For folks who yeah. don't know who Liz is, Liz is a uh, cookbook author, a food writer, a cook, um, a, uh, a Portland food scene luminary, uh, you know, who, who actually lives in Portland, in my hometown. Um, Liz, how would you define what, what you do? I almost said yourself, but that's really lofty and, and weird to ask someone, you know. Yeah. Like, I like your description. I do all those things. Like right. I, you know, mostly I'm doing food writing. Um, but I also do all kinds of other, you know, I've like wrote a book about cannabis and I, mm -hmm. um, have a fermentation festival here that I organize with a couple people. Oh, awesome. Stuff. Yeah. And it, fermentation basically mostly for cooking or for yeah. all kinds, just cooking. All different food and drink fermentation. Yeah, ah, so not like rotting compost. We're not going to do that. We I, won't I'm, serve you that. But sure. Well, yeah. I meant more because fermentation is such a it's such a huge part of cuisine. I, I'm, yeah. But I meant more. I mean, I kind of had a flashback to growing up, and a friend and I drank some some cider that had been left out too long and got intoxicated accidentally. Uh, it, it sounds like something we meant to do, but it was the thing of like. We we're like in grade school and we're like, I feel really weird. Uh, so like, I didn't know if you actually had, you know, because uh, the process of making alcohol, would you describe that as fermentation? It is, Yeah, right? all of it okay, is. Great. I mean, then if you're having spirits, it's then distilled, but yeah, it's always microorganisms breaking it down and mm -hmm. turning it mm -hmm. into that hooch that you drank. All of it is fun. All of the yeah. things that you, that you write about is, is, is super fun. And the things that like make, make life, you know, uh, uh, not, I won't be as extreme as saying worth living, but like treats. I always talk about yeah. how treats are so important to give yourself, you know, a thing at the end of the day, or, you know, um, I love tell, tell uh, comedian Ted Alexandro has a great joke where he's just like, I love coffee and wine. Coffee at the beginning of the day is like, let's get them. We're going to do this. And wine at the end of the day is we'll get them next time. Like, that's such a great joke because it's, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's like really the life of an adult in a lot of ways. You know? oh, yeah, I love both of those things. And coffee in the afternoon. I yeah. do have that. I was a big coffee in the afternoon person for a long time, but it kind of I kind of just fell off because I would drink so much in the morning that it became redundant to kind of Oh, drink. gotcha. Yeah. I used to just have like weak tea in the morning and then in the afternoon I would just drink like you know, some some kerosene level of of cold brew or something kind of thing. Yeah. But I also used to stay up a lot later. Do you, are you still like a nightlife person or have you found that's waned or? No, that's changed. I feel like that's a big thing that's changed for me is I've just been, I, I've always had like a really varied schedule. You know, I work for myself mostly. So, and go out a lot, socialize a lot. Um, but definitely doing a lot more of less of that now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, yeah, mornings are fun. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I like, I like feeling not like death in the morning is, is how, why I've kind of, I did, I did have, I'm, I'm in Massachusetts. Uh, thanks again for recording with me. 
uh, for, oh. for folks, folks listening, uh, we were, we were supposed to, Liz and I were supposed to record last week, but, uh, the internet in my in-laws house was just really spotty and bad. So we had to get new. So long story long, I, I drove 3000 miles with my, my family, my wife and my young baby. And so we're, I'm in my, my father-in-law's house and mother-in-law's house in right now recording in, um, my sister-in-law's old bedroom that we're turning into like a, a separate kind of den ish thing. Yeah. Anyway, but so that, that's where I'm at. And uh, so thanks again for recording with me. Uh, oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah. But awesome. You, you have a book now called Dumplings Mean Love. Dumplings the, Equal Love. Yeah. Equal, equal love. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Where, where did that uh, give a little background to how that came about? Yeah. So, so dumplings are one of my favorite foods. They're just the ultimate comfort food. And for about 20 years, I've been kind of making them from scratch and I make them with my family a lot. And it's sort of the, like everyone has their, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have a dish that like they make for people when they're not feeling good. Maybe it's your mm. lasagna or some big pot right, of right, soup right. or just something to be comforting. Sure. Um, so yeah, we came up with the idea a couple years ago at the Portland Book Festival, which is coming up soon. Um, and it's just, it's 20 plus recipes for dumplings from all over the world. And then also some Pacific Northwest ones like morel dumplings and nettle dumplings. But wow. yeah, they're really good. I just wanted, mostly I wanted to kind of make dumpling making stress-free for the home cook so that mm -hmm. you know you it's it's not it doesn't have to be like an all-day endeavor and, and tedious mm -hmm. it can be just super fun and weeknight so yeah yeah you know I, I feel like you're kind of a you're, you're into life enhancement it seems you know what with the yep. everything you write about is all about uh making making things a little bit more i mean pardon the pun but palatable you know, yeah. in, ter in terms of life. I had uh, Farley Elliott on a couple weeks ago. He's an old friend. He writes for uh, Eater LA. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a, a food writer. I'm not a critic. You know, like he doesn't rate, you know, he doesn't write about a restaurant unless he likes it kind of thing, yeah. which is kind of like my thing. I, I definitely, you know, define myself more, much more by what I like than what I hate, you know? It's yeah. a little more healthy that way. I do get a, a real kick out of someone just really absolutely despising one thing, you know, as long as it's not a, a person or, you know, who, who, who they were born or whatnot. But like in terms of, there could be something, there could be some food that I adore and it would just, it, it would just make, it would make me kind of happy and I'd find it hilarious if there's someone that's just like, I, I can't, I hate it so much, you know, just because yeah. it's visceral, because it's just, right. it's, it's very, it's very real. It's, you know. So I love eating out with people because there's always someone who's just like, I would never order that. I hate that. You know, I was in um, a Gonquit, Maine with my wife and this guy was selling all these different kinds of popcorn. And I was like, cheddar dill, I'm getting it. And I got it. And it was so weird that everyone else in the family was just like, I, I don't need any more of that. You know, <laughs> so I was like, I'm saving this. But you had to try it. Sitting, but yeah, yeah, had to. Do you, when you travel, you probably eat kind of like a little of everything I'd imagine. I right? do, but I saw that you're in Ogunquit and I went there with my family. So they're all in Cincinnati oh. and every, it seems like every couple summers we'll go on a kind of coastal trip that's over there. Right. East coast. And we oh. went to Ogunquit and uh, I remember it was, it was like 2012 or 2013. 
and lobster was $3 a pound. So we ate it every night. I know it's not Why that not? much more expensive, but Why not? it was so that I love, that was such a fun trip. Like I would go to the store and like pick up whatever ingredients for dinner that I'm always the cook with my family. Like, I, and I love it. I love to just create these big feasts and, yeah. um, and I put in my order at the little crab shack and then I go and get the beer and the booze and whatever else for the dinner. Oh. And then on my way back, I pick up this bag fully steamed, ready yes. to eat. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Are yeah. you eating just a ton of seafood while you're out there? Oh yeah. We were only yeah. there for one night and we went right. and got this lunch at this great little place that was like, it was like a driveway. And it was just like tables and we got lunch and we got a bunch of different things. I'm like, oh, let's get the lobster this. And um, my mother-in-law was like, oh, I'm probably gonna have lobster tonight. I'm like, yeah, I am too. And she's like, oh yeah, totally great. But she's, you know, they're, they're, she's from that, the, the East Coast and stuff. So they're like, you know, they live in Massachusetts. They're no strangers to lobster, but right. it is that thing where even people who eat lobsters all the time in, in, in Boston and in Massachusetts, they know that Maine lobsters, because the water's colder, is so much better. So it's just like, anytime right. they go, if you go Maine, you've got to eat lobsters. You yeah. just have to. You know, we got lobsters from like this place called the Lo Ogonquit uh, Lobster Pound, which it just has this giant, it looks like a swimming pool and it's just yeah. full of lobsters. And they're just like, how many pounds? Okay, boop, boop, boop. And they, they, they steam it and crack it and you take it with yeah. you. But it's like, wasn't until the next day I was like, oh, lobster pound, like where you would adopt a dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know if they meant it like that or, right. or not. But it just that'd it, be a that'd be a weird pet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We, my wife, uh, a couple of years ago, she had them shipped live to our our old apartment, and she's like chasing me around the, the house with them. Where I'm just like, oh, man, I can't even. I can't. That's a giant bug. You put it in the pot. Like I can't. Like yeah. now, I'll take one and just dunk it right in. But like back then, I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I don't, you know, I haven't cooked a lot of lobster, but being here in Portland and, you know, yeah. your hometown, mm -hmm. um, like Dungeness crab, I cook it a lot because I just, so, and I, I yeah. don't, you know, I don't like to argue what's better in food because you don't need to with lobster and crab. No. It's just crab. Crab's That's just exactly better. right. It's just so yeah. much better, but lobster is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I imagine like with, that like big tail and the claw, like they're probably like, I don't know, like which would get out of the pot faster if you had to like put a lobster in one pot. And oh, then a lobster, I think. Yeah. They're they just, stronger. Yeah. yeah, they've got more core strength. Yeah. You know, I think the crab, yeah. And I mean, gun to my head, I it, you know, it's not by much, but I think I like Dungeness crab better. I think Dungeness crab is like the best, the best thing in a shell there kind of is in terms of the I flavor. Agree. It's just, it's just unbelievable. It's better you than- You have to work crab. a lot harder. That yeah, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, even like my, we used to always go to the coast and, uh, and get, and get Dungeness crab. And my dad, I found out recently was like, I hate it. I was like, what you hate? It? He's like, it's delicious. But it's just, it's too much work. You know, he's, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially because you always have that friend that's just like, you miss so much. And they're like, you take it. <laughs> you take all my shells. Yeah. Go work in the corner. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Um, so let me ask you, uh, first off the, on the show, I don't hear any of the, uh, any of the calls ever, uh, Renee, okay. hears them all. he filters them yeah. through. 
I'd imagine we're, we're, we have three calls. I imagine there's something or other about food that I'm there probably won't all be, that would be very weird. More often yeah. than not, it's something with, you know, uh, uh, we, we had, we had one, um, with, a, a comedian friend and a guy called in and uh, his name's John Gabris, and he's a very big, gregarious guy, very handsome, large man. And he had a, a, a gay bear call in talking about, like, how do I love my body? And the guy's like, I got you, man. You know, this is how, you know, to talk about it. I wear short shorts yeah. at the beach, blah, blah, blah. So that was, like, dead on for him. But then we had another one that was about uh, um, a guy who had, he was repairing his father-in-law's computer, and he saw his search history, and it was all looking up um, escorts. And the guy's single, the father-in-law's single. And so he's like, that's fine. But he's like, how do I tell him how to not get fished online and give out his credit card? You know, things like that. Because yeah. he definitely would. He would get suckered. And it's just like, right. so, so I'm sure you'll have one on here that we're both like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the fun. So yeah, totally. Before we start, let me ask, do you get asked advice uh, often or not or what? I think as much as anyone else, like it's okay. mostly would be like growing cannabis, questions about that, sure. fermentation, yeah. different rest things that I make, like soy sauce and bonjong, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then writing and getting published or writing a okay. cookbook. Okay. And not, not, not all that much. Yeah. That's a lot though. That's a lot. I feel like most people do not get asked advice because that it's very... One reason I started this show is because it's very personal. And so I, I like that this is completely anonymous. And every once in a while, will be like, oh, I don't know if I should give my name, but it's uh, Danny. And oh, stop, shut up. Like, if we have to cut their name out. But more often than not, it's nice to have that wall of anonymity. So anyway, that's enough setup. Uh, Renee, roll the first call. Matt Bronger, it's your BFF from Grant High School, Chantel. First, I'd just like to say thank you for 30 years ago making a new girl's landing to a new high school awesome and minimally traumatic. You were a true friend and kept me and all of our crew laughing all day, every day. What's well, that worth now in ticket sales? Like a million dollars. No, so proud isn't. of you and happy to say you're almost as funny now as you were then. Nice work, old <laughs> man. So we closed our restaurant here on the Oregon coast in March. Our food community is super badass and resilient and we'll get through this, but I thought you two might have some great pivot ideas. I hate that word so much, but it's the reality. Like <clears throat> life-affirming, hilarious, cathartic ideas that sound great but could never actually work. Or maybe they could. We just really need a good laugh and some industry therapy out here. And I'm sure there are some really fantastic, terrible ideas to be had and they will definitely come from the two of you. All right. Love you. Richard. Love you. This is insane. I haven't talked to Chantal in, in forever. We went to high school together. She was like the new girl in school and yeah. we all just made friends with her. And, 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 and she was just, she's just one of those people that could just roll with anything. And just like, we all fell immediately in love with her. And uh, we just were, you know, uh, uh, great friends for years and years into college and everything. So um, just Liz, so you know, she and her husband own uh, uh, Blackbird Farms out in Wheeler, Wheeler, okay. Oregon, and they yeah. have uh, they, they have they have a restaurant that I follow on on Instagram that I was like always wanting to go there, and I guess they closed it. And fuck, I forget the name. But uh, do you have any 
life-changing advice for what they should be doing for their food community right now. And that's a tough one to throw on top of you, but this is definitely yours more than mine. Well, first of all, Chantelle is awesome. And I've met her before and I I met her a couple times. Okay. Um, And the last time that I was at the coast, I really wanted to go to that Wheeler spot because we went to, you know, Kelly's Marina that's there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, right yeah, on yeah. the bay where you I, can I've go never been, but I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Wheeler is just a uh, hop and a skip from there. But um, she's awesome. I don't know. Like, I feel like things that people are craving right now are anything that has to do with uh, delicious food and community. But then how do you do it? I Like, right. we were talking about crab. Like, I don't know, like a huge crab boil where you can like everyone brings their folding chairs and you have a big bonfire, but people can still keep their distance because you're on the, I don't know about all the regulations of that, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe that's not something that, but that sure sounds fun to me. I mean, like a big boil where, you know, one person's like in charge of the food, Mm -hmm. but sort of like it's communal and fun and a party and- And to mm-hmm. piggyback you a little bit, the, the idea, yeah. one thing a lot of places, especially farms do, are, are, are these giant events where you sign up online and it's like 50 bucks a person. And that, you know, includes your amount of the boil and which is kind of pre-selected by them, yeah. not, by, not, not by the person who's buying the ticket. You, you know, take, take as much headache out of it as you can. Uh, and, and then, you know, that might include, you could also add drinks if you want, or you, if you want, you can do like BYOB. But I mean, I would just just look into regulation because a lot of them have been extremely loosened. When we were in Algonquit, in fact, yeah. we we had lunch and we had you know I had a beer with lunch, and then we were going to like, oh, let's get let's get booze for tonight. And they were like, oh, you can drink on the street too. It just has to be in a plastic cup. They just passed that a week ago in Maine. Oh, yeah, and we're like well, shit. And so we split a little bit of wine, my wife and I, while we're walking down the street pushing a stroller. So find out. I don't know what it is, but find out what. You know, Oregon has pretty tight liquor laws, but find out if there have been any kind of loose, looser regulations in terms of outdoor drinking, in terms of what you can sell, in terms of what people can bring kind of thing, and just make like a package thing and do a weekly or a month or a monthly. Yeah. Monthly probably smarter, but like you could do something that might make your whole nut, uh, you know, in one foul swoop or, or at least yeah. keep the lights on or something. Because you're exactly right. There's like that's people want community and the only way to kind of do that is outdoors. So if you just got a giant, you know, uh, a giant tent top with no walls kind of thing, and yeah. you got to wear masks. Uh, and then you, you, as you get there and then you sit with your bubble, with your people and the tables are very far, far apart. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to bring up before is uh, in, in this little town in Massachusetts, there's this bar that they just turned their whole parking lot into the bar. Like you yeah, have to yeah, sit at your totally. table. Don't go near anybody else at tables. You can sit there with whoever you're with. Then you take your mask off. All the servers have masks and, you know, they just bring you uh, drinks and like it's, it's open whenever it doesn't rain and it'll close when it starts snowing or whatever. So yeah, like it's all about the outdoors. And as much as it rains and gets cold in Oregon, it stays warm a lot longer than the rest of the country for the most part, you know? So I feel like also like something that I used throughout college when I was traveling a bunch is like TV trays. So did you grow up with TV trays? Was that something like, yeah, yeah, so fun. But like, that would be something cool and kind of like 
blast from the past to bring into the equation too. Like everyone bring your folding chair and bring your weird TV tray and then you can have your own. So they don't have to like, I think that's like when you're doing something like that, it's so much hauling of crap. Like just so you feel like you're a camel because you just got to bring the party. But if you could just like lighten the load and have other people like bring their, essentially their table and their chair. And yeah, I think like, those canopy tents are going to sell like crazy this fall and winter. Well, I need I, to get one for my backyard. Yeah. Oh, right on. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. and maybe even like, we may even like show a movie or something. So, you know, yeah. the, the TV trays may be thinking that. So hope that helps, Chantel. It's awesome to hear from you. I love you too. That was, it was nice of you to say those, those kind things. It's, it's, it's nice to not get a call where it's just like, do you remember what you called me in high school? Not that I'm thinking anyone's <laughs> going to do that, but like that's usually what you expect when someone else <laughs> But like, oh man. Anyway, uh, but hope that helps. And I, 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 I hope you reopen that place because I've always wanted to visit. I just haven't gotten out to Wheeler because, you know, I live in LA. But um, okay, uh, caller number two, roll it. Hey, Matt, this is Josh. Um, I want to talk about a bad neighbor of mine and how they treat their dogs. Uh, so my, I live in a townhome and my neighbor is a bit younger and she has two dogs she's not home very often even in the midst of this pandemic and the dogs i've never seen them walk except for the occasional time that her parents are in town Uh, i can smell the shit and see the flies behind her um behind her fence every other neighbor is aware of the situation they bark every time that you even go near their side of the townhome and I even overheard her once say when she was uh, bringing some friends in the house, oh, my dogs are super, uh, my dogs are super energetic, so they might jump up. The dogs are neglected. That's what it is. I've looked into this, and uh, you really can't call animal control on this. They're not physically abused. They are just neglected. Um yeah. In a few months, uh, my girlfriend who owns the house and I are planning on moving. So I'm wondering what the best way I can reach out to her without being passive aggressive. Uh, and, you know, like a, a note on your door saying, hey, you're neglecting your dogs. But that just seems like a shitty suburban neighbor thing to do. Yeah, I'd love your two cents on this. But those dogs honestly need to be taken away from this chick. Wow. Huh. Well, that's a sad one. Jesus. We went from God, sunshine to rain on this one. Um, your thoughts, Liz? Uh, I always think like, definitely don't leave a letter. No. I, I just think go straight to the source and I guess it'd be helpful. Like, yeah. and, and then it's probably not going to go anywhere and you just have to live and let live. But I think like, just saying, hey, I, if you're willing to, yeah. uh, would you like me to walk your dogs once a week? I'd love dogs. Mm. And I noticed that, you know, my schedule is a little more flexible or whatever, like just kind of offer to help. But yeah. I don't think any other thing, I don't see anything else going well other than that. And that, no. that might not either. No, it's going to be a shit yeah. show for sure. Yeah. But you're going to feel better about yourself if you just go, you know, like, 
I mean, even even part of me thought about just calling the calling the city, but best case scenario, they take the dogs away and the dogs are in a pound. Which is that a better life? Probably not, and they'll they might just get put down. Um, so you don't have any power in the situation, and you should just kind of I, just the direct approach is tip best. I mean, I, I had a neighbor who was very loud once. It was like when we just moved into our house and they were blaring music after like 10 p.m. and we were trying to sleep. My wife was sick, and I went outside and I had that moment of like, do I call the cops or do I just go? excuse me, you know, and I, I did, we said, Hey, you mind turn it down? It's after 10. And she let loose with the longest tirade of expletives and welcome to the fucking neighborhood and everything. And like, by the way, all this is smoothed over. She was, you know, I mean, I could go into that, that situation, but like, it's a, it's a truce kind of thing now, but I was, I was really fucking sad when I went back in the house. Cause I was like, damn it. But I will say, because it's like, I share a fence to this person. Are you serious? But I will say, I've never regretted doing it because she just let me have it. And then she turned it down. And I went, thank you. And I went in the house. That's it. I just took the abuse and was like, cool. And that's what I think this dude has to do. Because she'll be like, who are you to tell me who my dogs, you know, I'm sure you're going to get that. But you just yeah. sit there and go. I think the important thing is not to go over on a crusade. Like, don't go over there with a preconceived notion of these dogs are living in their own crap or whatever, and just yeah. be like, how dare you? Because that just doesn't change minds. Just be like... You also don't know what that person's going through. Exactly. I mean, really, you exactly. know? Yeah. 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 I just feel like the less we're all on kind of personal, you know, tirade runs, the better. It's just, you know, it's... we. I get it. I like Star Wars too. I would love it if we could just blow up the Death Star and all the problems go away, but that doesn't exist. It's like, we gotta work together. We gotta live together. So, you know, you you have the, the luxury of moving out. You're gonna leave with your girlfriend and sell that place. But, and I think that's perfect. At least go and f make yourself feel better <laughs> by just talking to her. And you might change your yeah. mind, you know? She might go, I never thought about it that way. I'm always on the go, you know? I think these dogs want to be left alone. Maybe you're right. You know, something. I really doubt it, but who knows, you know? But you'll feel better in the long run. I think that kind of stuff can just eat away at you. And like, oh God. you know, like you're talking about it here and then you talk about it to your family, you talk about it with your friends and it just becomes this like negative feedback cycle because everyone, no one really wants to get into it with you. They're just like, oh. ah, that's terrible. That's not... But just, yeah, I think just talking to her at least, like, then you can have that peace of mind later when mm -hmm. she calls you an a-hole that, well, I tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, cool, I cool. something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, one more call. Uh, roll it, Renee. Hey, Matt and guest. Uh, this is Benjamin from Indianapolis. Um, love it super serious question for you. Which way is the proper way for toilet paper to be put on the roll? Do you put it over like a normal human being, or do you put it so that it's dragging underneath the roll like an insane person? <laughs> but I've also been wondering, if, you, if you're one type of person, would you be willing to date another person that is the opposite type of person? Because, I don't know, that's, that's just that, that just bothers me to no end. Anyways, look forward to hearing what, you, what your thoughts on this are. Have a good day. 
Thanks for calling, man. I am definitely over. I'm an over guy. I'm an over gal. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. I don't understand what the benefits, I have never thought about it, but what the benefits could be to the under. Um, I, honestly, I don't think they're, I don't think it's just people that think about it and people that don't. There are people just okay. throw it on and don't care. You don't, okay. you know, they, they don't even notice probably, or if they throw it on and go, Oh, I wish it was the other way, but I'm just not going to put it back. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't think there's pro unders. I mean, people right. can okay. write in and let me know or call. I don't think there are. Like, it's not like glasses up in the cupboard or glasses down because that has like clear like people have a strong opinions i feel like either way yeah totally okay yeah i, I think that makes sense yeah maybe uh could you date someone who always did under um i mean it would irritate me i think <laughs> i would just say why? And then if there wasn't a clear explanation, then I'd lawyer it into going over the top, you know, yeah. just like, yeah. that's what's happening here. Absolutely. It, I, yeah. It'd be weird if someone was really uh, tough on that though. They're like, mm -hmm. this is it. This is how I live my life. Yeah. They're like, I think, I think the appearance of a toilet paper waterfall is disgusting. And I want it to hide where it comes from. I just want it to be a clean rule. <laughs> And she's also yeah. like, he or she is also like, or they is also like, you have to, you have to roll it. So I don't even see the lip yeah. of the hanging part. You know what I mean? I want it behind midway yeah. right behind. I think what, it, that that's the only way I could be like, we can't be together. If the person was like right. something that specific and is just like angrily, like, I don't want to see the line. I want it to look like a smooth round because I would forget all the time and this person would just be like, I keep telling you. And it's like, look, I'm not leaving the toilet seat up and I'm not taking a dump with the door open. Stop, yeah. you know, stop picking this, this one little thing. And besides like one or two toxic relationship I've, I've had, I've never, I've never had someone that was like just on me for certain tiny things or something that were yeah. non-essentials. I've never had that. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's really just a, an unhappy person and a bad, like that just seems so difficult if you're <laughs> micromanaging yeah. like mm -hmm. of the, that level of, yeah, no. Yeah. I've lived with enough housemates and, and do now. Like I just, uh, for me, it's like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like <sighs> just, and also it's, it goes back to that last call, just direct communication too. It's like, mm -hmm. like you said, I don't know. It's That's just exactly easier it. that way. Yeah. Are you, are you in a relationship right now? I am, but we don't live together. So we've been together six years and we each have our own home. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it works very well. Great. I like no, it a I, lot. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, there's no, there's no uh, mutually agreed upon situation that I'm ever going to call weird anyway, but that doesn't seem oh, yeah. weird at all. Cause like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, before all this, I traveled all the time. My wife traveled more, way more than most. We were part a lot, but I think yeah. that's also one reason it was, it was so, it stayed vital and healthy, you know, and yeah. it has been a testament to our relationship that we do live together and now have a kid. And so we're together all the time. And she's now, uh, her, her, her maternity leave ended, um, yesterday. So she's been like working from the, 
the, the dining room table. And it's already, it's already been a definitely an adjustment thing where it's, I've got the kid or her mom has the kid all the time. Um, but it's still, you know, we, we do look forward to that time where we're like, and we do, and we do take time. Like I gotta go, you know, like we have an electric car. I'm like, I'm gonna go charge the car and I'll take the kid. And she's yeah. like, great. Like get out. Like time apart is so important. I, I remember, um, watching that movie, which I, I did enjoy at the time. I don't think there's a whole lot to it, but Garden State, remember that was Zach Braff? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So, you know, it's just about a guy who's kind of um, aimless and has mental problems and some guilt and he meets this, I mean, yeah. it, it is literally the manic pixie dream girl that he meets, you know? Okay. To, to, to who's, you know, it's Natalie Portman and she's weird, but cute. And, you know, she puts a sparkle on his life, that whole thing. But yeah. uh, um, he, they journey to, at one point, they meet this couple that live in a trailer that's off a giant pit or something. And it's this woman and this man, and they're both J. Crew catalog, beautiful, and, and wearing kind of like hippified rags they've made or something. And they have a baby. And the guy of the, of the family says something like, yeah, we don't really leave. And I mean, as long as I have this, what could I ever want? And I remember sitting in the movie theater and being like, they're gonna fucking kill each other. It's like, yeah, you just live in a trailer with a baby, the two of you don't go anywhere. What could I possibly need? Space, asshole. You need space. You need life. You need things. And it was this kind of, yeah, the more I talk about it, yeah, fuck that movie. But like, you know, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just kind of, and, you know, I did really like dig it at the time, but I was always kind of like, eh, that just never, anytime someone has a thing in the movie, they're like, that. That's the thing. Life is about that. And it's all, yeah. here's tied up in a bow. You know, it's yeah. annoying. But that it's, I, the, people don't talk enough about how being the hell away from each other is so important. It's not, yeah. just, not just a quirky. Sometimes it's good. Like, no, you need it. You need it. You need to be away. You know, even my kid. Like, I love her so much, but... I like being apart from her so I can think about her and be like, Oh, remember that thing she did? That was cool. And you know, she's, she's so special to me and stuff like that. And just to not have just all, I don't want to just be sitting there. I stare at her all the time anyway. So it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I'm, you need, I'm, yeah. Yeah. You I'm need sure processing time. Sorry. Processing Everyone time. needs. Yeah. I mean, especially now, like, I feel like, you know, like people are having time apart from one another that are coupled, but like also just solo time. I, I've always been a daily walker and I go for like three miles on average a day, just a really fast walk. And uh. I'm the one that's talking to herself out loud that, that you're passing because I don't, I don't care. Like I just need to like process my thoughts and that's how I do it a lot of times. Sometimes I'm not talking out loud, but a lot of times I am as a writer, like just thinking of making lists and ideas and, but also, yeah, just kind of being out of the mix and able to just kind of yeah, process all the weirdness of what's going on right now. I think like now yeah. more than ever, yeah. you got to get your alone time. You yeah. got to get your alone time. You got to get, make your time happen again where you connect with other people, but yeah. it's just the most baffling thing about this to me. And I love to party ask anybody 
but like I, I, I don't have that. Oh my God, if I don't go to a crowded bar, I'm going to lose my mind. You know, I don't have that. I miss being in an enclosed restaurant with a ton of people. I mean, I do, but I'm not dying for it. You know, it, that, that's not, that's not the thing that that's killing me. I'm sure if I was in my twenties still living in Chicago, I would be in hell because that was my life back then. But yeah. I, I just, I don't get, cause I'll, I'll see a lot of that footage and you'll be like, Oh, they're very young. And some of it's just like, no, those guys are my age. What are you doing? Wisconsin? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't, it's, I mean, how is it in, in Portland? How are you finding people dealing? Is it, I mean, obviously it's, it's the center of upheaval right now. It's, it's, you know, nothing I saw come in when I was a kid, you know, it was kind of a boring place when I was a kid, great place to grow up. But you know, when I, when I got out of college and when moved to Chicago, it started getting really cool and then it stayed cool. And now it's kind of fucking insane, you know, in a lot of ways, how are you feeling about life there? I'm really proud to be a Portlander and I love living here. And I think that, you know, like everything that's been happening in the past several months, that's been a buildup for decades, you know, just socially and politically, um, it's going to be messy and we're just being messy here. And so I think like, it's just great change like this takes a lot of, lot of hurt like we just and so Portland's getting you know we're kind of a pawn in the political game right now in terms of like the feds coming out and the stupid proud boys and all that that stuff but um but then when you take the outside forces away and just really it's like an informed citizenry just trying to grapple with like everything that's coming our way and uh and so I think it's good, uh, but just like in general in Portland, it doesn't, it's not like the protests are happening throughout the day and uh, throughout yeah. the city, you know, exactly. it's like, it's in certain times and certain places. And, um, but yeah, I think like, I feel the same about going out to bars and restaurants. I really, really value our culinary culture here. And I'm so scared for you know the next round of closures that we're going to be experiencing but um i guess like i just always try and positive my way through it so just like more quality time one-on-one with people yeah we have so many great parks here and like the the coast is close and the mountain and Mm -hmm. um so just kind of trying to focus on the good but yeah it's what a rough time it's brutal. It's absolutely yeah. brutal. I, I, yeah. I, I find it hard to put a, a good face on it and, and to not, not despair, but I find it hard to not throw tantrums a lot and, and just, yeah. and kind of freak out and, and, you know, our flawless leader president, you know, he doesn't help. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's kind of a, a million things at once and with the fires which was the reason why we drove we were we were supposed to come up to portland right around now and be with my folks first and then come out for thanksgiving here and with the fires and the air quality being so bad we were just like let's just take this kid out of here and drive let's go yeah and so we did the the long one early and we're gonna do portland i think for christmas um it's inspiring i i'm totally like 
on hot on the heels of that. Like I want to have like a really smartly done road trip like that. I'm going, yeah, this fall or winter, I'm going to visit my mom and her husband. They kind of snowbird in Mm. um, Mesa, Arizona. So it's like, you know, 20 hour drive from here, but I think we're going to do it because I just, and we'll quarantine for a couple weeks beforehand and they will. And then we can just kind of have some good, sweet, time together but yeah i think I it's mean, awesome that you did that yeah well, well, doing I mean, that yeah. we didn't i mean we basically have been quarantined we don't really see anybody except in our backyard yeah. but like we 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 planned it with all the hotels and every hotel is like you don't come close to anybody no one's been in your room for at least a day and uh you 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 know we we have an electric car so we go as i said so we go to charging stations which I find, you know, if you have a regular car, you're using just, you know, you're just using gas, definitely give yourself extra time to just stop somewhere and just chill the fuck out, have a picnic, yeah, you know, take a dump, whatever. Like, just don't do that thing where you push, 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 where you go all oh, the yeah. time. Try to get a bunch of hours in, get up relatively early, whatever, but definitely take the time. Cause it's like, I'm, I, not that I, I met all these people, but it's like, I didn't really have any truly bad inter- interactions i had people who i was yeah. just like okay that that truck is covered in trump stickers i'm sure we would not get along but it's like we just didn't say anything to each other and i got this tesla with a california plate on it i'm sure he hates me too you know and i don't know i don't hate him that's strong but you know what i'm saying and but it, it's yeah. just people people are are glad to see people and i did love in a gonquit I mean, I saw a lot of Trump stickers and, and signs. I saw more Biden signs, but I saw houses next to each other with both signs where I grew up with that, where it was just like, we weren't like, I want to kill you, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I, look, it is, it is from both sides. I do think it's one side or one person's fault, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, I just, I want to get rid of, not only the, the the whole this whole pandemic life and um you know our dependence on fossil fuels which has caused the whole fires and shit i just want to get rid of some of the needless anxiety we have plenty of good old-fashioned anxiety that's deserved like can we <laughs> can we stop with the anxiety for no reason and people yeah. who make money off of people's anxiety and people who thrive on it and people who need attention so fucking bad that they, you know, cause other people to stress to kind of, I mean, I, I, yeah. I really think that dude's a, an anxiety vampire. I think he draws strength from it, you know, and yeah. it's, it's on, on us to kind of just go take deep breaths and let it go. And I feel like taking a road trip like that, it's the, it's, it's the best. The feeling of just getting the fuck out is great. Yeah. Even out of a place you love. You know? I can't wait. And then, so what did you all do for food? I'm sure you brought like a cooler and had some things, but yeah. then also mm-hmm. got but food on the way. We did. We bought from markets. We would yeah. stop for roadside stands. We would, uh, we did takeout, um, yeah. you know, and, and every, every single place has, you know, you, you, there's certain places, certain towns where, I mean, it's pretty funny how you, you can drive through um, certain states and it's like, you know, get tested, wear a mask, six feet. You drive through Arizona, all it says is, welcome to Arizona. You know, like they don't, there's no, let's yeah. just, you know, so it's like I, certain places I would be very, very careful. 
because you'll go to yeah. get pick, pick up takeout and no one will have a mask on and you're like, I don't even want this food, you know, but just, just do your research about where you go through and, and where you, you're going to get food from. But if it's, I never was in a restaurant where I was like, uh, like people didn't, everybody had a mask on that was working there. Like everybody. And you don't even, yeah. you're nowhere near the dining room. Typically they'll have your food for you right there. You just order what you want. Just call ahead. That's all. Yeah. Easy peasy. You know? Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I just, I'm, there's certain things that we all miss and you know, mm -hmm. most of us uh, are missing some kind of travel and yeah. that's, that's a way to get it. I miss thrifting. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a, I thrift constantly, mm. you know, like at least once a week I'm going to just yeah. kind of scavenge and pop yeah. in here and pop in there just where I have my spots all around mm -hmm. town. But I mean, I'm doing a little bit of that, but I don't yeah. know, just trying to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be extra. It's going to be a real test for most people because you're coming up because fall and winter, boy, I love being in a dark restaurant with the windows up and watching the rain or, you know, yeah. and it's going to be a tough test to be like, you can't have that. And there's going to be that part of you that's like, well, but I've been good. Maybe just this once. And you're, it, it's, you can't, yeah. you know, you just can't. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. I got a ping pong table oh, for so inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> on your set. You're all yeah. set. That's I was going to ping pong, ping pong all the stress away. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, everybody uh, get Dumplings Equal Love by Liz Crane. Pick it up and uh, look up some of her other writing. I really fell in love with the way she writes about things and, 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 and I reached out uh, to you for advice on where to have my wedding reception and, and yeah. things like that. You were very helpful and you had great ideas and, and, and stuff. And, you know, it's, I love having, you know, friends like you in my life that I can just bother the shit out of and for my own gain, you know, and because uh, <laughs> of your expertise. Um, but um, I wish you the best and hang in there and, and, and let's, let's have a, um, a drink in, in, in December, you know, or, you know, an, an outside meal or something in a tent. Yes. Is that um, when you're, you're all going to be here? We're going to okay, be in town cool. for two weeks. Yeah. So I'll let you know awesome. when and all that jazz. So thank you so much for being on the show. You rock. Thank you so much. <laughs> so fun. Thanks for listening. As always, mighties, you're the best. Uh, if you're listening for the first time and you'd like to leave a, me a message, feel free. 323-763-0228. It's completely anonymous. We all need advice. We never want to ask for it. And sometimes, damn it, we just want advice from someone who might not know what they're talking about. And that's me, Matt Bronger. So leave me a message at 323-763-0228. Thanks a lot. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.